Hello, my name is B. Mudge. I'm the CT manager of Johns Hopkins Body CT Department. Today I'll be speaking about how to manage a successful department in 2010. Okay, today we're going to speak about some of the challenges and opportunities to managing a successful CD, CT department in 2010. Some of the current challenges are the in this economic climate, the capital budgets have even either been reduced or frozen. Staffing overall has decreased. There's been layoffs and downsizing. Overall patient volumes have decreased throughout the country due to an assortment of things, either decreased reimbursements, healthcare reform, and of course the concern of radiation dose. So how do you how do you ha have a successful department in, these, in this kind of climate? In an article out of uh, Radiology Today, they talk about that CT's always been a substantial investment because of its rapid diagnosis and treatment. However, that future is unclear because of the recent efforts by both the private health plans and Medicare to constrain spending. So what is the future of CT and what is the healthcare reform? What is going to be the effect on CT from that? Well, the bottom line is you will have to do more with less. And our outlook mirrors this article as well, that CT is still a well-established value and will continue to increase demand, especially for those facilities that can safely and efficiently provide services. Proving value will be critical. So managing a, a successful CT department. The first is having a vision and mission statement. One which conveys in just a few words what the organization exists for. It's very important that the mission statement is your goal to improving patient services. Strong leadership is very important. They must strongly communicate the vision and mission statements, statement, clear and concise expectations for the staff. It is important that the staff is valued and that is expressed often. We do have a very strong focus for staff training and education. So we're going to go over some of those keys to managing a successful department. And the battle to stay current um, in CT in this kind of environment is very important to find the value. Uh, there's many, air, many institutions and providers now that cannot upgrade their scanners. So the value in the current equipment must be looked at. Are you able to increase your capacity? If so, you need to look at your workflow. If you cannot upgrade your workflow, if your workflow is at its capacity, then getting better equipment may be the answer. When you look at modern CT equipment, it's a great way to increase your department's overall value. However, ensuring that your technologists are properly trained in performing those increasingly more complex protocol is very important, and that can add value to your CT department. 
expanding applications such as 3D imaging, dual energy, virtual colonoscopies, helps increase your customer base, also your revenues. At the same time, you must increase your technologist skills. With those expanded applications, having a motivated and well-trained staff will help increase your patient volumes. Looking at our operation, uh, in 2010, we just did a little under 90,000 exams. It's important to assess your, your performance in any operation. For us, we measure our uh, performance by several means. One is by the key performance indicators. They're used to help define and evaluate the success of our organization. Especially given the growing demands for quality improvement in radiology practice, it's important to develop metrics, set a set standard set of metrics to look at your successful department. Key performance indicators can be used for anything from operations management, patient safety, customer service, external or internal stakeholder management. So what do I measure? For me, as manager of my department, I look at everything from productivity, department revenues, of course, customer service, patient safety, staff engagement is one of my main focuses, image quality, and anything from documentation and paperwork. Some of the metrics we use for staff engagement, of course, Gallup survey, productivity, we're looking at your unit cost, customer service, we have patient surveys, uh, patient safety, we look at our hand hygiene compliance. We are absolutely focused on staff engagement. And we know that nothing sets the standard for excellent customer service more than excellent employee engagement. It's very important that in this day and age, you have highly engaged staff, engaged employees who work with a passion and feel profound connection to the company, or patient, uh, employees that aren't engaged are essentially checked out. They're putting time in, but not the passion and energy. And for, of course, those actively disengaged employees, well, just really need to get rid of them. They're just unhappy and they don't want to be there. If you want high productivity, high customer service, you need highly engaged staff. The process is staff engagement is first understanding the importance of it. From there, you can develop your strategy and your plans. It's important that you implement them and follow up. Of course, measuring the progress of your staff engagement, we do that with the Gallup survey. Making technologist training and staff engagement a priority is important in any successful department. Let's put some techniques into practice. One of the things that we do is we audit image quality. And this helps the technologist to take ownership of the quality and level of the department's work. The audit tool measures paperwork compliance, image quality, and contrast enhancement. 
Now, when we first got started with the audits, we started small. We started with a paper audit, which was easy and accurate. The technologists could just easily fill it out. However, there was limitations. The data analysis was a limited manipulation. Of course, storing paper is always a problem. So we quickly went to the Excel audit. This allowed us to do data analysis and, and manipulation and, of course, collect and store it. And with that, there's really no limitations. So the analysis we could get from these audits was everything from IV contrast, measuring the percentage of contrast studies versus non-contrast, our overall image quality we look at every month, and we look at it within each of our uh, multi-sites. And also with the paperwork compliance. Paperwork um, obviously has to be very accurate and has to be completed. And we really need to look at that every month for and see what our compliance is. Other projects with the, that we perform with the audit include monitoring average radiation dose for CT procedures for radiation safety. In Joint Commission, we have a audit for environmental rounds. And we also look at the IV contrast usage. We also um, have a cardiac CTA data analysis audit that we're also doing. We remember that employee engagement starts with the conviction that every single person is a contributing to member of the team, and everyone is held to a high standard of service. And I love the saying, as one manager put it, I've learned that if you raise the bar, people meet it. And if you lower the bar, people will also meet it. So I see my job as raising the bar to bring out the best in my staff. Of course, we do that and measure that by the Gallup survey. And we know that perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence from Vince Lombardi. And we've done that in CT. Last uh, year in 2009, uh, our survey was 4.56. In 2010, the highest score being 5, we reached 4.96. So our department and our staff has definitely are very well highly engaged. If you look at the scores, the fives are know what's expected. The staff have the materials and equipment. Their development is very high. All the scores are very high, including opportunity to learn and grow, uh, opinions count, and recognition. So how do we maintain image quality? With 80 to 90,000 exams performed yearly, how do we maintain that? Well, it's really, image quality must be consistently, constantly evaluated by both the radiologist and the technologist. As I said, the technologist, we do image quality to evaluate our images monthly. The role of the CT technologist is also the supervisors will oversee image quality. The senior technologists review images daily with the junior staff. 
But the role of the radiologist is very important. The technologist must have a comfort level with the radiologist to be able to communicate and ask questions. The radiologist must be available to the staff and and to the patients. They must be around. They must be able to be accessible and not down the street in, in a cave somewhere. Radiologists should encourage and recognize high performance among the technologists. And it's very important that they attend and participate in the department's staff meetings. So it's really a team approach between the radiologists and the technologists. There's open communication. They talk about image quality, how they can improve, how they can reduce radiation dose. And with that is a successful uh, team team. There's also consistent feedback from the radiologists on image quality, the protocol design, what techniques to be used, what contrast enhancement phases are used. So who benefits from this team approach? Well, of course, the radiology benefits because they get the highest quality image, images to read from. The ten- technologist gets that consistent, constructive, and uh, feedback from the radiologist. And of course, ultimately, it's the patients that benefit. They're getting the benefit from this team approach. So let's look at departmental workflow. How do we do it? If you look at the journey of a patient through CT, there are many opportunities in each phase to increase staff productivity and patient volumes and customer service. If we look at our first first spot, it's our pre-patient arrival. And that's when the patient is scheduling, the scheduling process. And this has got to be a very reliable, accessible, process. If it's difficult to schedule a patient, they're going to go somewhere else. Um, The schedules must be very well trained in insurance and authorizations. Once the patient gets here, their first impression is with the front desk receptionist. That is very important that the front desk has a high customer service skills. They must be skilled in problem solving, medical terminology, insurance. You want to look at your process. How many patients are actually coming to the front desk? How many staff do you have? What is the time spent at the front desk? Is there a bottleneck? We recently, in our outpatient section, got an electronic ticketing system. There were so many patients coming, and actually it's been very successful. Uh, numbers called in order it was received. But we thought it was kind of a, a little bit of a cold process, you know, calling out a number. But actually we've gotten very positive feedback from the patients because it's very streamlined system. Patients aren't missed. There's HIPAA compliance, which is very important. And the checkout, check-in process is very efficient. So going to the next one is the waiting room. Staff should immediately, managing a successful waiting room includes staff going out immediately to greet patients. Don't let them sit there. Let them know that we know that they're there and we greet them immediately. Always 
maintain and have a pleasant waiting room, and most importantly, clean restrooms. We get any complaints, it's usually from the restrooms. If a lot of patients coming through, you got to be sure your housekeeping keeps those restrooms clean. And of course, HIPAA compliant. Now, challenges to high patient volumes. You know, you increase your patient volumes. You don't want to increase the patient waiting times. You don't want that to happen. So it's very important to keep tabs on the number of patients coming through and your wait times. This actually happened to us in Weinberg in our cancer center um, site. It's an inpatient and outpatient facility the oncologists expect patients to be scanned between 10 and 2. An average of 45 patients a day with 7 to 10 add-on patients. We get one slice scanner, 164 slice scanner, and we were frequently getting negative comments from our patient surveys on the wait times in Weinberg. So first thing we did was actually do collect the data, or how long are the patients waiting? So we looked and we saw on any given day that the average wait was 85 minutes. So yeah, they were waiting. So we had to kind of think of some solutions. So we put uh, the staff put their heads together and we came up. There was a lot of outpatients during the day, but in addition, a lot of non-emergent inpatient Weinberg patients. Um, so if you have a lot of pa outpatients waiting and suddenly now they have to wait even longer because of the inpatients, it was really causing a lot of t uh, longer times. So what we did was had all the inpatients sent over to our main hospital for their scans. And this although simple and effective, was actually to help really decrease our waiting times. We went to 60, an average of 62 minutes after we did the, uh, the data collection again. So it was a decrease of about 27% from 85 to 62. In addition, we looked at overall streamlining the workflow from everything, having IVs outside the CT room, point of care testing, which really helped with the creatinine, routine exams versus dual imaging protocols were set outside the room. In additional benefits included increased patient communication. That was one thing, really speaking to every single patient, why they were waiting, you know, how long it would take. So this helped motivate, motivate and engage the staff and overall, overall there was increased efficiency. So let's stop here and take a break and we'll continue in after our coffee break. <music> 